Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, the internet never forgets. <laughs> okay, we are recording. We are the voice of the under 25s. I'm currently um, shut myself in the toilet. How on earth do you become a lolliologist? <laughs> the bag with my blood in it. My blood. Our stories, what we think, the truth. I'm Oliver Morris and I've been asking the question, is anything private anymore? One of the greatest assets the internet has to offer is an ability to connect. I can use the internet to stay up to date with my friends, I can use it to discuss hobbies with strangers, I can even contact journalists and experts on the other side of the globe. But as everyone draws closer together on the internet, we draw in with us people who wish to observe us, to watch us. And with every new account we create, we surrender some anonymity. This leads us to a singular question. Is anything private anymore? I phoned Olivia Cappuccini, a journalist who started up a new site called Scenes of Reason. She was able to find some time in her busy schedule to talk to me. And you'll be able to hear in the background, it really is quite busy. Her colleagues are continuing to work while uh, we have the conversation. But she told me about the first time she realised someone might have been watching her. I'd been doing some research into how... um, UK citizens were even able to travel to places like Syria um, undetected. And I was looking into the route and how people were even communicating with those on the other side in order to get that access. And I stumbled across a blog through actually just reading something off the back of Facebook um, that had been supposedly written by a jihadi bride, um, as she called herself, who was apparently based in Syria. And um, I was looking at this blog and I was really fascinated by it. I couldn't believe that actually a site like that was up and running and that I could have got access to it so easily. Um, and I spent a, a couple of minutes, actually probably like five to seven minutes on it, and I went back to the Facebook and found that I'd been logged out and couldn't get back on for about 10 minutes. And I might have been being really paranoid, um, but that has never happened to me before. And it just struck me, how was I at that point for those 10 minutes being investigated? And on some respects, you, you almost wouldn't blame someone or the government or whoever corporations for doing that because I was I could have been anyone looking at that blog with any sort of intention. I wondered if anyone else had had a similar experience or had ever tried to cover their own internet search tracks. Martin, an old friend of mine from school, told me a bit about what he did online and how he had been hacked. Um, well, for the most part, I do things like job searching through various websites because I'm currently unemployed and trying to beat become employed. I also admittedly do a bit of online gaming. It's my way of releasing, so to speak, at the end of the day. And at the same time I use it for socializing with people online as well. It's so easy to use. You can find anything you need. 
So, so have you been a victim of hacking? Momentarily before, yes. But I had it dealt with in a matter of minutes. Um, through the Steam gaming platform, someone had hacked one of my friend's accounts. And via their account, they sent a message to me with a link. I thought it was just my friend sending it because it looked like an image link. But after I'd clicked it, then I noticed something wasn't right. Well, let's just say my internet browser kept closing every five minutes straight away, which is really getting infuriating. But thankfully, imagine. one of my other online friends who told me verbally about something called Malwarebytes, which dealt with it in a matter of minutes. And after that, all I had to do is just change a load of passwords, double-check some stuff, and then it was all dealt with. So what do these experiences make us feel? And are we becoming less able to do what we want online? Who can use our data and history against us? As a journalist, I should have the intellectual curiosity to look at whatever I want and investigate whatever I feel necessary for the purpose of work and not feel paranoid or feel like I was being watched or maybe that I'd even been put on some list. Um, so that was kind of how it started. The government intelligence agencies have already been collecting what's called bulk data and what journalists and, and people within the media will refer to as mass surveillance. So that's basically collecting everything and anything that we're doing online and, and even, even, you know, on our phones. Um, and this bill basically would legalise all of those powers. And essentially, so they've already been doing it, and some of it has been unlawful. It's been proven unlawful in several trials that um, groups like Privacy International, uh, who've taken uh, the likes of GCHQ, GCHQ to the Investigatory Powers Tribunal, which is like a specific court that deals with these types of cases. Um, and they've been proven unlawful, for, for collecting this data and using it, you know, misusing it, I think is probably a better word, um, against, you know, NGOs, even charities, to basically, in, like, survey anyone who's perceived to be potentially challenging the government. And in a democracy, you think that's might not be a problem. But what about not in a democracy where, like, you don't have freedom of speech? And those types of powers are completely misused and end up putting people in jail. I also phoned Kimberly Lim Guerrero, a young philosopher who studied jurisprudence, the theory of law. She explained what the government can do now and what it may plan to do in the future if these new powers become law. The original bill basically allowed communication interception. And being able to use that data without fear of repercussions. So, so the so the government's been able to tap our phones for the last fifteen years. Yeah, pretty much. And then um, it went through a number of revisions, but I think after the seven seven attacks is in two thousand and five, two thousand six, it got the most number of revisions. And then the current bill, um, which which is coming, which is written, supposed to be written under scrutiny. Um, is currently the most worrying of all the revisions they've ever done to it. Because what it's doing is that it's not only introducing powers to, um, like, say, look, we want to get these records, but you, go but ISPs now have an obligation to hold those records. That's how they want to and statute that into law. Now, this is worrying because... And not only is the government saying, we don't care about your privacy, they're saying, we only care about our privacy. 
But do we care what people can find out about us? So my sister is a YouTuber under the name of Amelia Race, and so I called her and asked if she feels like she has any privacy online. Uh, I, yeah, I feel relatively confident that things I've set as private stay private. Mm -hmm. I do feel like, particularly on websites like Tumblr, there is almost, people feel like they have an entitlement to personal information about you, particularly if you have a popular online presence. My my next kind of question is, uh, do you how how kind of safe are you online in terms of things like uh, track things tracking your your kind of movements online, as it were? So so do you do you do a lot of kind of browsing in private browsers, or or do you kind of hide your IP, or do you do anything like that? I always turn off location services on things like basically any social media except for Facebook where I know everyone who's on it but I don't particularly use private browsing or turn off my IP or anything have you ever felt like you've had a sense of privacy I guess so yeah and the other question is how important is privacy to you less important than it probably should be when it comes to things about like emotions and whatever but quite important to me in terms of you know physical things like home address bank details mother's maiden name <laughs> i spoke to kimmy again about whether we should worry if someone's looking over our shoulder when we're interacting with people online i mean for me as as, as an advocate of privacy and security um this also extends to things like whatsapp and telegram and line where you can't have a conversation with anyone without it being snooped on by the government. Mm. And, you know, if you have nothing to hide, then you shouldn't fear surveillance is kind of a nonsensical concept because a lot of people aren't aware about, you know, the internet never forgets. So anything you put up on the internet is there forever. Yeah, and that's the sort of thing. All this stuff, um, Because we were the age that grew up with the internet, we... Um, a lot of the a lot of the early internet was wasn't very sophisticated in terms of privacy and security, so you know you that uh, there's some people in which you do a Google search you just find everything about them because from a young age they've been you know sharing all this stuff online you know some in some parts their parents are complicit in it. I know some people who are gonna grow up with looking at their baby photos on Facebook and Facebook forever. I don't want people knowing about you know where I've been, who my friends are. What I what, when I went to the toilet, mm. or that I use Facebook on the toilet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when everyone does it, and and here's and here's the thing, when we when when we start saying no, that's when the big corporations who've been having their buffet of you know information are saying, oh wait, no, we don't like that. <laughs> so what we've 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 gone from this sort of we've sort of privacy that we've had in the pre-internet yeah. age to a, a sort of erosion of privacy um, almost willingly by individuals, whether through negligence or simply lack of awareness of it. Mm. And then now we're going back through a stage where we are in a position to reclaim that. For example, people having their family photos used in adverts without them knowing, but that's because they like... Um, you know, the, as part of signing a release for the for on Facebook, for example, mm. you know they've uploaded it and people have just taken it. When something's offered for free on the internet, it's usually because you're the thing that you're offering up to them in return. Yeah. If you're not 
buying a product, you're the product being sold. Yes. I mean, this is another frivolous example, but Amazon. Mm. When I go to Amazon, it tell it gives me a list of things that I think I'd be interested in because I've been looking on these things on Amazon. Yeah. But a, a step further from this is that if they've been tracking my movements on the internet, let's say I was on Amazon, I looked at, I, I didn't look on anything on there, but I've linked my Netflix account to my um, computer yeah. and they found that I've been watching Daredevil and uh, as a result, they've started recommending me Daredevil mm. comics despite never having typed Daredevil onto their website or shown any interest in Marvel or their properties while I'm on Amazon. Yeah. Now that's frightening. That's really frightening. People want to... Sh- turn this into a sort of oh it knows what i want they you should be scared that it knows what what you you want want. (laughs) you don't i i think it has to be said that um there's nothing wrong with wanting recommendations but it's kind of creepy when uh, a machine tells you it knows what you want is there anywhere i can have a private conversation online um communications between people online and in you know other forms is private and if and people use online communications the same way they use spoken communication so people will say things in online communication they would say face to face but of course it's all being recorded because it's the internet and so if the government can you know backtrack through that they can probably find things out of context they can probably find information people would rather they didn't find is that a big concern for you, or is it, like, just kind of another thing? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a big concern for me personally, but I'm concerned about it for other people. For example, I'm concerned about it in terms of people who may have said something when they were idiotic teenagers that could now be considered a terrorist threat. I asked Olivia what would change if this law goes ahead. So if this bill goes through, it will legalise all of these things, which mean that we wouldn't be able to challenge intelligence agencies or the government um, if the powers were misused, because they would be able to find some sort of loophole to say, hey, look, this charity, you know, was perceived to... um, to the government or some sort of investigation they were running, which would mean that they would legally be able to look at whatever they want, even the communications you know, between um, giving you, spouting out examples like prisoners and their lawyers or, you know, people who are members of of Amnesty who've been victims of some kind of abuse. Like, that's information that that no one should have apart from those organisations because they, those organisations, you know, have a rule that that anyone who's part of them is protected. This bill, for instance, if they're collecting everything about you, yes, in the name of, like, national security, you know, they might have their reasons to, and they might be able to try and justify it in some way, which they so far haven't been able to do. Um, if they have everything on you, if they if they know who you're talking to, mm. if someone who, through a loose connection, you know, or you've met, or you've spoken to one day, or you've met through business, or you come across, or you pass in the street, is then suspected of something, you are automatically put in that web because you've had some sort of communication with them. And that is worrying because you can guarantee that you'll never commit a crime, but you can't guarantee that you'll never be accused of something. And as soon as you're accused of something, 
that's when and you're innocent that's when powers get misused and that would be so easy to do under this new bill so i can get into trouble if i'm connected with someone suspicious so you go from either being a va- an activist who f- who you, and you think you have the freedom of expression and freedom of speech to having a policeman come up to you saying that they've been watching you to intimidate you that's not right so and you can't say that those people are doing anything wrong because they're not um and what's still not clear is why the government collects everything, why it is entirely necessary. There's nothing that proves that, that terrorist attacks have been foiled. Terrorists who've committed a crime and then been, been located and arrested has been through the use of collecting everyone's data. My thanks to Olivia Cappuccini, Kimberly Lim Guerrero, Martin Good and Amelia Ace for their contributions on today's programme. I'm Oliver Morris reporting for Podium.me. If you want to find out more about internet security, you can go to scenesofreason.com, which is Olivia's site. They're currently crowdfunding a project they're doing called The Haystack, which gets into the, the heart and the meat of the investigatory powers bill. My name is James. I'm Ella. Hi, I'm Oliver. Hello, my name's Shauna. Rhiannon. I'm Ethan. Hi, we're Jungle Doctors, and you're listening to Podium.me. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.